Special thanks to Cleveland Clinic for helping us bring you today's PO Leadership's Snippet Podcast. Welcome to our Snippets Podcast. I'm Leon Gorin, CEO and President of PO Leaderships, North America's premier peer-to-peer network and leadership advisory firm. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Brian Cotter, the President of Durham Artificial Grass and Lloyd's Ground Management Professionals. Durham's Artificial Grass is family-owned and operates since 2018, providing artificial grass and various accessories in Southern Ontario and the GTA. Lloyd's Ground Management Professionals is also family-owned and operate business, founded in Scarborough in 1963, that started with nothing but a lawnmower and a few hand tools. Brian recently joined PO Leadership and is a member of PAT7, led by Miguel Gonzalez. He's been an awesome addition to their group and the larger PO Leadership community. Brian, it's great to have you with us here today. Thank you, Leon, and it's nice to be here. We're excited to uh, share some information. So I I thought we'd kick it off a little bit in terms of some history, and I know you were sharing this with me just moments ago, but it's too good of a story to pass over. So how'd you get in this business, Brian? Well, it was interesting. Uh, I was 16 years old in high school, you know, thought I had the world at my fingertips. Uh, I was dating this beautiful girl who actually is my wife, uh, currently only wife. We've been together for many, many years. Uh, her dad came home for lunch, uh, came in the backyard and said, who's this fellow? So Kim introduced me and he said, oh, nice to meet you. Uh, how come you don't, how come you're not working? Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm taking the summer off and relaxing. Next thing you know, he comes out of the house with a pair of old work boots in his hand, throws them over to me and says, try these on. So I tried them on. Uh, yeah, yeah, they fit pretty good. He said, okay, good. Let's go jump in the truck. He brought me out in the field. Uh, at that point, and I've been in the business ever since. Uh, my, my parents kind of lost their mind because when I got home and told them I got a job and what I was doing, they're like, you can't do that. You're allergic to everything. Fresh cut grass, dust, pollen, you name it. So uh, I started in the business and a year later, my allergies went away. That's amazing. How, this is a while ago. So Brian, how many years have you been married? Uh, we have been married. You're putting me on the spot here. Uh, 34 years, uh, July 30th. It'll be 34 years. Oh, that's awesome. So that original business, you obviously started your own business and you got two businesses going and um, yep. family businesses. And obviously your wife, everybody's involved in it. But you mentioned also the you know, differences in running a family business, some of the challenges you had in the early days. And maybe there's a couple of lessons we're sharing with everybody. Absolutely. The, in the early days, uh, as a family business, we didn't have employment agreements. There was no roles, responsibilities, results. There was really no way of holding each other accountable to what we were supposed to be doing. Uh, we just kind of went on the, oh, they'll do their job. It's all good. They're having the slump, they'll pull out of it. Uh, we didn't have budgets and, and accountability meetings. Um, the one big thing we changed in about 2012, 2013, is we brought in uh, employment agreements, targets for production, targets for sales, uh, job descriptions for everybody, roles, responsibilities, results. And it really made quite a shift for us. Um, one of the things we firmly believe in the family business is that if you're a family member, you want to work with us on our team, you have to have two jobs somewhere else. It doesn't have to be in this industry, but you have to have two jobs in another company to understand that there is rules <laughs> and why we have to follow them. And, and that somebody's not just being a PR that day. We, we're trying to make sure that we're, we're being responsible and successful. And did you... you You've gone through that process a few times with, I guess, a few family members. How, how does that work, actually? Have they been successful at sort of finding those other jobs, doing the jobs, and then eventually joining you? So I would say yes, for the most part. 
uh, actually kind of a funny story. One of my daughters uh, was not allowed to work with our family business. She was not a cultural fit. She did get, get a couple of the jobs. And then recently, as in two years ago, she has joined the company business, the family business, and she's very, very successful. She learned a lot from working at the other companies, understanding that you have to show up on time. There is uh, roles, responsibilities, results. Um, learned how to speak on the phone, because believe it or not, the younger generation has a tough time uh, answering phone calls and speaking with people on the phone, carrying on a conversation. She's done that wonderfully, and uh, it's worked out really well. Now, the, the two business, and one is, you know, I just just thinking about this whole artificial grass thing. I'm going to ask you the climate change because as we're doing this, right, you look at Europe and what's going on, the fires, the fires out West, everything's changing. That business must be growing by, and so, even in our neighborhoods, I see it now starting to pop up everywhere. Absolutely. Our artificial grass business was registered four years ago uh, and it has outgrown our business that's been around since the early 60s. That's how popular it is right now uh, for several reasons. The environmental reasons, number one, the water conservation, we're not putting nitrates on the ground, which is from fertilizers into our water systems. We don't have a lot of chemicals we can use, but the ones that we do typically are being overused. Um, the drought that's coming in now, July and August, even in the GTA and surrounding area, our grass is all going dormant. People don't want to see that. They're having mud tracked into their house. Uh, it really does have a, a big impact. I always say that the, the most unnatural, natural product we have is grass. Everybody wants Kentucky bluegrass. It's not from our climate. It takes so many resources to keep that alive. Uh, we're punishing the environment by actually trying to keep real grass alive. Uh, I'm a horticulturalist certified, and I'm putting artificial grass in the ground. It has its place. It has its uh, uses. It's not for everywhere, but it's definitely uh, saves a lot. There's, there's a hotels in Las Vegas, actually, that have nylon artificial grass on the roof, and it's been proven that it slowed the fire down on the hotel enough for the firefighters to get up there and put the fire out and save a good part of the hotel. Wow, that's amazing. That's in the last four years that it's grown like that. That's incredible. It is, it's, it's, uh, it's been a ride. It's definitely a challenge to keep up to. Uh, it's something we welcome and it's, it's definitely grow and change quickly, uh, especially with the economy we've seen in the last four years. Yeah, it, it sort of prompts me the question around talent then because you know, I hear this everywhere, right? Everyone's dealing with talent. You got a company that's growing at an incredible pace here. How are you dealing with the talent? Are you, are you facing the same issues everybody else is, is facing today? We are facing uh, issues with with talent. What we're finding is uh, we don't stick to our own industry to find talent. We're hiring on attitude, uh, right fit to our culture and commitment, and we will teach them the skills that they need to do this job. Um, it, it's definitely challenging to find the right fit uh, person. It takes quite a while. You know, the old days used to be fire slow and fire fast. Uh, I don't look at it that way quite so much anymore. We definitely have to invest more more training in, into our team, make sure they're they're a right fit and invest in them as much as they invest in us and their time. Uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge as we grow. The last couple of years has been more challenging, especially with COVID and the restrictions to, to bring people on board. Uh, it's it, pretty much our number one challenge, I would say, right now. You guys were open probably right through COVID as well, right? Yeah, our grounds maintenance company was due to sanitary conditions because part of uh, maintaining the properties is looking after litter. Um, certain buildings we look after are involved in the food industry. So they have a 18 to 24 inch surround of the building. There's no vegetation allowed. So it helps keeps rodents and whatnot away from the building. 
Yeah. Uh, and then obviously with the snow removal, that's number one concern for people in the winter. So we were fortunate where uh, we had about a six week window where to shut down and then we we're allowed to uh, open back up again and, and operate. And I, I know you shared location with me because you're not like right in the GTA or so it's not like you got a pool of <laughs> nope. talent anywhere close to you. You're actually even you're recruiting from everywhere. We and we then, are. Um, people pretty much say that we're in the boonies. Uh, we have no public transit here. The yeah. 407 is not far from us. Um, the 401 is about 10 minutes south of us. Uh, we're pretty much north of Bowmanville, north of Curtis area. So they need their vehicle to get here. And then in the wintertime, even in a snowstorm, they need to be able to get to our facility uh, in order to get out to work. So that definitely adds another spin into uh, finding some talent that we can pull from. I guess you're not faced with it. I want to work three days a week and two days at home in your world. <laughs> no, working from home is not an option in our world. <laughs> and, because we move around so much, we kind of need people to come to the yard and we, we pay them from the time they leave the yard to the time they get back because like our, especially our grounds maintenance, they might move around from four to 12 sites a day. So we can't have like a construction site. You go to the same site every day for weeks on end. That's not the way our business works. So how are you dealing with the whole inflation element? Like the, your costs are rising. Your labor is a problem. You know, you're trying to re recruit. They're driving. You're moving artificial grass. The gas cost must be crazy. Yeah. What What's life like there with it? <laughs> it's interesting. Um, we order all of our materials, tractor driller loads. Uh, so typically we have a, a small bulk of time where we can lock our prices in. And then we at, that, at the time we order, let's say we order July 1st, we project we're going to go order the next load. And we ask our material suppliers, what are your projected costs going to be for our next load? Um, that's helped quite a bit because what we can do is slowly increase our prices where we need to, to try and keep up to it before we get hit with an increased bill. So our, our clients aren't getting hit with a, with a bigger increase. The artificial grass company, we're always selling to new clients. It's not an ongoing contract. Right. So we're fortunate that way where we can creep things up a little bit. And with our labor, uh, what we did is rolled out a healthcare spending account this year, uh, where if they have a gym membership, uh, prescriptions that aren't fully covered, any of those types of things that would typically come out of their pocket, they bring the receipts in and we have a set amount per year where they're allowed and the company will pay it for them. Um, of course, it's a taxable benefit, but we will pay those costs for them to try and help with some of the increases. And we also uh, rolled out a, a photograph and video competition this year where they have to send in, the crew send in videos, short videos, less than a minute and pictures to our marketing manager and he's going to pick the top two um, picture categories in the top two videos where we're going to give out some monetary um, bonuses, if you will, to, to those people as well. So they're not getting uh, cash stuffed in their pocket just to show up to work. They realize that there's there's more to it than just that. You know, put a little extra effort in and you're going to get a little extra effort back to help offset some of your costs as well. Uh, I know some of our team members are also carpooling to uh, try and absorb the costs and, and share it out as well. Do you, just through your own eyes, I mean, I, I, I'm watching all these different industries. You can never predict inflation, right? But if what you're seeing and, and costs today moving forward, do you see the same type of inflation or is it starting to settle down a little bit? To be honest with you, recently it's starting to settle a little bit. I hope it's not just a blip in the map because, I mean, you know, since last year, 
costs have escalated more than probably anybody would have imagined in such a short period. Uh, but for instance, like gas and fuel, I heard a funny conversation the other day, a couple of the, the team members in the air, hey, I only paid $1.68 today. That's amazing. <laughs> and exactly. I kind of chuckled. I didn't want to wreck their, their highlighter of the day when I'm thinking the dollar sixty-eight. Well, I remember when it was 49.9. Um, <laughs> quite, quite a difference there. Um, luckily, we are seeing some things settle down a little bit. I talked to other business owners that are uh, much larger than we are and in some other industries. Um, they're not as optimistic, uh, but they also have admitted that they've seen some softening. So we're, we're, we're staying optimistic. We obviously have to keep our eyes open to rising costs and try and absorb them and share them. But uh, we are seeing a little bit of softening happening, which is encouraging. That's very insightful. And it's something actually that I've started to hear around the different groups too, different industries. Everybody's got their that's fingers awesome. crossed that it's actually now starting to slow down. And a buck sixty-eight for gas, that's actually quite a drop. So it, it is compared to that's like six inflation weeks. a little bit. Yeah. Compared to six weeks ago, that's quite a drop. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll hold our finger fingers crossed on this stuff. Brian, I want to thank you for joining us today and, and sharing your insights and your stories. If anybody's looking for either some of that management, professional services management, and or artificial grass, you know where to reach Brian. You could do through the Global Leadership Exchange, or you could just give them a, give Miguel a call, and I'm sure Miguel will connect you with Brian. So on a side note, if you're interested in our live webcast, The Way Forward Live, and or any other snippets, please take a moment and visit us, po-leadership.com. You'll find on our site various previous recorded webcasts, which include guests such as Morgan Housel, Professor Janice Stein, Rob Chestnut, Dr. Jason Salk. The list goes on as we cover such topics as mental health, leadership, the new world, and a host of others. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you again shortly.